Welcome to the AC Beechcroft's Lawcast. Uh, my name's Nikki Fairben. Uh, I'm a partner in the commercial real estate team. This is, in fact, the first instalment of our new Property Headaches podcast series. Uh, in this edition, I'm going to be talking to Emma Bowens, who is a partner in our safety, health and environment team. And we're going to be talking about something that we're seeing quite a lot of in the news at the moment. Uh, it's something which is causing a bit of concern around the safety of buildings around the country and whether they are fit for purpose. And it's particularly when their purpose is to, to welcome large numbers of people into them every day. So we're talking about hospitals or schools or other public buildings particularly. The word we're going to hear a lot over the next uh, 10 minutes or so is rack. Um, maybe let's just jump straight through to Emma and find a little bit more out about all of this. Emma, yes. go on, explain this all to us in that case. What is <laughs> what is rack? Thanks, Nikki. Well, well, RAC stands for Reinforced Autoclaved Aerated Concrete. So you can kind of understand why people are using the word RAC instead, just as a shortened version of it. But the key, the key point here is that it's a type of concrete that just isn't as strong as standard concrete. I've heard it being referred to as crumbly concrete or concrete with bubbles in it. You know, it's a much lighter version um, than you would expect of, of standard concrete. So essentially, when these concrete planks or panels are created, they're made in factories and cast into shapes. And when the concrete is being made, chemicals will be added to create sort of gas bubbles to create a larger block. But naturally, that's not as strong as standard concrete. They also add a really fine aggregate and instead of a really coarse aggregate, which would obviously make it stronger and the they have metal bars through it, so re- reinforcement bars through the blocks, and they are coated to protect against corrosion. So, uh, that I mean, that's quite technical, but, but what goes wrong with it? Or why is it going wrong now? Well, firstly, because it's not as strong as standard concrete, uh, the expected lifespan of this product is about 30 years. So when you think of a lot of the buildings were constructed using rack in, well, it could be as early as 1930s up to mid 1990s. Those buildings that still have rack in them now uh, will need to be reviewed quite urgently because obviously they are likely to have gone well past their 30 year lifespan. But the other problems, um, there are many, I'm afraid, uh, for example, maintenance, re- refurbishments of buildings. You know, if if someone cuts through a reinforcement bar, then obviously that reinforcement is not there or is not as strong as it would have been. Also, those um, bars, sometimes the coating from the bars has deteriorated over the years and therefore the, the bars themselves has deteriorated. Water ingress can cause a great problem. It causes corrosion of those reinforcement bars that go through the the planks. But also water ingress can be really quite damaging because it reduces the strength of the concrete. It also adds weight. So the entire structure is put under more strain. And given that these buildings, a lot of them will have flat roofs, you know, you'll often see water pooling on the surface of the roof. And so all of this can, can really add to the problem. And is, is, is this a new problem? I mean, it's certainly the first time I'm starting to hear about it, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. Yeah, so it's it's not a new problem, but naturally the problem is, is clearly getting worse over time. Um, but as you can imagine, sort of 
with a 30-year lifespan, the issues have been coming to light for a while now. So there were issues in the 1990s and the knowledge of the issue has been developing gradually um, over the decades. But in in 2018, uh, a rack roof slab collapsed in a school, thankfully during the school holidays. Uh, But the area where the plank had collapsed was on a a flat roof and this was a, a sudden failure. So it wasn't the situation where there was a number of warning signs that could have been spotted or, you know, measures taken to to identify that risk that was building and then take some action. So as you can imagine, that has caused a great deal of concern about the condition of rack in, in other buildings as well. And is is rack the same in every building or is it slightly different? So the short answer is it is different. Um, and and it, this is a, actually a really important point, Nikki, because the condition of rack will, will be very different in different buildings, partly because there was a real variance in the quality of rack and how um, that had been uh, sort of once it was created. Um, but also it's different for different structures. So some buildings will have rack only in the roof. Um, but for others, it will be in the floors and the walls as well. Um, but this is it's this is one of the reasons why it's really important that people get support from expert specialist engineers you know, to help them with you know assessing the extent of the risk and, and how to control those risks as far as reasonably practicable within that specific building. So I think I mean there's there's clearly some issues there. But what are, what are the biggest challenges with now tackling what we know about this issue? Well, one of the problems is that you can't always tell that you have rack in your building just by looking at the building. Um, so you can't always tell as well what condition the rack is in. I mean, sometimes it's very obvious when you look at it if it's in poor condition, but you can't always tell just by a visual inspection. So further tests are often required and you will need someone who really knows what they're looking for in order to do those those sort of initial tests and obviously need to make sure that those tests and checks are done in a consistent way throughout the building or if you've got a portfolio of buildings making sure that it's consistently achieved and completed across the whole estate and um, you know even it there could be some that is behind suspended ceilings or plasterboard so sometimes there's some destructive tests that need to be carried out and the thing is that is so difficult I think which is a perhaps quite an obvious point but it's just the impact of a a plank failing could have just the the most catastrophic consequences and I've worked with a number of organizations who are grappling with this issue and this is just so difficult to resolve. It's such a, a difficult risk to, to consider, you know, when you think that the issues as well are not the same in all of the different sectors. So there's no sort of one rule fits all or one size fits all in terms of the way we, we apply the guidance. So in some settings, the, the use of the building is extremely important. Um, there might even be a risk to life if they close that particular building so for them there's a completely different balance to a building where you can choose to operate the building or close it without too much difficulty I think the other thing that's difficult as well is the fact that we're learning about RAC all of the time. You know, there's a lot of new studies being carried out and a lot of research that's been done to help our understanding of the material itself, you know, how it changes over time, also how it would behave in the case of a failure. And, you know, all that knowledge is developing, changing over time. But if you're implementing a RAC policy, it's 
you've got to be up to date, you've got to keep up to speed with the latest views on how to manage the risk. And so you've really got to be ready to flex your approach uh, to respond to the developing knowledge that is building. Um, For example, the most recent guidance from the Institution of uh, Structural Engineers was published in just April 2023 this year. I've seen a number of different versions of that document. And so, you know, clients will often say it's quite challenging to keep up with that. Obviously, there's no criticism whatsoever in relation to the changing advice. It's incredibly helpful for so much work to be being done to understand what the issue is. But it does mean that it's a very fast paced um, risk to keep up with. And um, those in a position of responsibility really do need to make sure that they're staying up to date. And so there's a lot of technical stuff that needs to be considered. But obviously, as, as lawyers, there's a legal perspective here as well, I guess, Emma. What what needs to be done from that side of things? Yeah, so for me, awareness is key. You know, you, you need to know what you're dealing with. So the question is, is there rack in, the, in your building and what condition is it in? So you need to conduct those initial assessments and then potentially also a, d- a detailed assessment of the condition of rack in the building. You will need expert support because, as I said earlier, that you know every every single building is different and the risks will be different within them. Uh, so you really need to get the right level of engineering expertise so that you're able to you know assess the risk in the most appropriate way for that building. There are specific engineers that are recognised as having expertise in this field, so it's really important that we're working with them. Uh, you also need to produce a risk assessment, as you might imagine. You need to go through that exercise of, you know, firstly considering is it suitable to stay within the building and operate from the building, and also an assessment of risk needs to be undertaken in relation to the panels themselves, uh, so that you you know what you're dealing with, and also so that you can work out what are the right control measures for that building. There's so many other things that you need to think about. Uh, for example. Checking to make sure that you are identifying any deterioration of the condition. You know, so you go through the process of identifying the present presence of rack and the condition of rack. But how are you going to check to make sure that um, if it is deteriorating, that you're able to act upon that? And, um, you know, also how are you going to make sure that people that are using the building, if the building is still used, how will you help them to be able to identify and and also escalate issues if they see them as they are using the building? Um, There are other issues such as um, collecting and assessing near miss information and of course having a an effective crisis management plan is absolutely essential should something go wrong of course I'm hoping that that isn't needed but of course it's it's just so important to be prepared there's other things things like asbestos for example so you need to take the right precautions to make sure that you're not disturbing asbestos uh, in the process of dealing with rack risks and of course Every lawyer is going to tell this, tell you this in terms of evidence. You need to be documenting what you're doing so that you can demonstrate the steps that you've taken and all of those efforts that you've made to make sure that what you're doing is reasonably practicable um, and that you're taking all of those steps to keep people safe. And I think that there is quite a bit of guidance out there, hopefully, for people to look at. I, I know, for example, there's some estates guidance from um, Department for Education, which local authorities and schools, academies can can access. There's there's more to think about there, I guess, is there? 
Yeah, definitely. So, so there's a, a range of um, of guidance notes out there. The one that you've mentioned there, you've got the five stage process to go through, and it's a really good document to to sort of to start with and go through uh, in terms of identifying the risks and taking the various steps. There's a lot of other information out there. So there's a, a SCOS alert from the incident in 2018, um, Institution of Structural Engineers report that I mentioned earlier. There's BRE reviews. There's a huge amount of documentation out there, albeit I have to say some of it can be quite hard going. So you might need some assistance and support in terms of getting to the detail of what is really important for you and in your organisation. Yeah, thanks, Emma. I mean, I have to be honest, I've got a feeling there's going to be quite a few people who are having sleepless nights over this, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the, the clients that I'm working with, you know, they just they just want to do the right thing. They want to do what is needed to to keep those that are using the building safe. And so it is, it is a really difficult issue and um, weighs heavy on people's minds for sure. Um, What I would say is that, um, you know, we have been talking about this topic for just a very short period of time here, but there's there's so much to say about it, so much more to do. Um, I'm trying to keep it simple in this, even though it is quite technical, I'm trying to keep it simple in this this conversation, but I don't want to give the impression that this is all that you need to do. You know, we've been advising clients on this topic for a number of years now so if anyone is is needing any support or want to have a conversation about this and um, need any advice about how to manage this risk then obviously do do let us know and we can help. I think you're actually going to be running a webinar on the topic as well aren't you when's that happening? Yeah, so there's a, a free online webinar which is going to take place on the 19th of July at 9:30 in the morning. So you can sign up for that by clicking the link. If you if you received this podcast through your um, through an, via an email as a result of being on our mailing list, then the link will be in that covering email, or there should be a link below uh, in this podcast. But if you can't see a link or you want to talk to us about it then get in touch with either myself or Nikki uh, through LinkedIn but you can also email us on she for safety health and environment at dacbeachcroft.com. Thanks Emma and thank you so much for taking the time to chat us through uh, RAC and uh, the implications of RAC. Um, I suspect that's going to be a popular webinar but thank you again and uh, we'll speak again soon. Thank you.